All right, this is Lanny D'Angelo. It, uh, I, it's April 12th. I'm, I'm recording this in response to a response to something that I had posted uh, by Jesse Kaufman, who is always so generous and nice. I, I don't deserve it, but thank you so much for caring uh, to even listen. So, he's a thoughtful guy. We've gone back and forth before, I think. Odd sound off participant, Jesse Kaufman. I will try and link to his his thoughtful response to some rambling I did the other day. Uh, there's a couple of those, and I appreciate it so much, Jesse. It's nice. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'd say half the things I say if I knew you were taking them seriously. Thank you for doing that. I, I, I'm just kidding. I... It's embarrassing, I think. Riding shotgun, you're, you're accountable for the things you, you say sometimes if somebody's actually listening to you. Uh, so, here's the thing. I was talking about safe spaces. Uh, I think it was the seventh. I, safe spaces, because I wrote that down, uh, I wrote the word safe space down, safe space for drawing, safe space for starting. And I was thinking of an emotional safe space, but then it triggered me to remember that in, on Facebook is some other nonsense. I keep seeing this thrown around, this word safe spaces, and I had not researched it at all. And this is a problem, you know, when you look at Facebook for, for actual information instead of just uh, garbage. And I made the huge mistake of taking some garbage I saw on Facebook seriously and that, that there was all an epidemic across the, across the nation of people... Wanting to suck their thumbs in the corner while they're college campuses. That's not true. So I actually did research because Jesse knows what he's talking about and I don't. Uh, and I, I looked up what safe space actually means and it only means that mar- a place, it only means that marginalized individuals in a certain space are ex- expecting to be safe from harassment and discrimination. And marginalized individuals can mean a whole host of things and that's fine. And they are expecting to be safe from harassment in these, in these, and discrimination in these places. Now, that seems like common sense to me. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, conservatives, they take everything out of context, blow it all up. I know this for a fact because my mother and I were having a conversation about Common Core years ago. And I actually know a thing or two about Common Core because of some exposure I had working on a freelance project. Uh, there ain't nothing sinister about Common Core, but if, apparently, if you look on Facebook, you would not know that. You would think that Common Core was, they were teaching kids how to draw pentagrams in the middle of the kindergarten room and, and, and summon uh, the devil. <laughs> Maybe they do, because that's some geometry right there. Um, but, but regardless... Anyway, don't pay attention to Facebook. So I was thinking about safe space emotionally, and and about critical and about critical space emotionally as well. Because in my experience in art school, there really was no such thing as a safe space or critical space. It was all criticism. Um, and if people got their feelings hurt, I mean, obviously everybody was a reasonable human being. You would have a discussion about why your feelings are hurt and all that. Um, but it was never said out loud, we're going to have a criticism-free day today so everybody can, can take it easy. 
it was sort of expected that in the academic environment you're, you're being criticized. What does that have to do with anything? Well, uh, Jesse's talking about how um, it would be better to spin that to a coaching or mentorship relationship. And I'm thinking, you know, I was never talking about anything real or practical. I'm talking about this person that lives in my head. And that's a great point because spinning it into a coaching or mentorship mentoring mentoring uh, a person maybe visualizing a coach or mentor every time the critic comes up it's an interesting way to do that because that's kind of how my brain works I I picture somebody angry yelling at me and if I turn it around and make them a a, 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 I don't know someone who's invested in my growth instead of someone who's invested in my destruction because Jesse's point is coaches and mentors are not motivated by, um, I don't know, I feel like a critic sometimes is just wants to sit in a, in a position of authority, but a coach or a, or, a, or a collaborator or a mentor is more like in a position of collaboration and support. Because they're both, you're both invested in the same thing, which is, is your, both of your growths. And maybe if you if you think about it in terms of a of a, a cooperative project, you're both invested in the project, and it doesn't do anybody any good to tear the thing apart while you create at the same time. Um, so I'm going to think about that. I think next time, because honestly, starting out, I was I was saying I have an emotional critic that 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 uh, rides me the whole time I'm starting from the very beginning rides me like a like I'm a like I'm a thoroughbred and it's a tiny little man on top of me with a whip and all that uh whereas I could in the beginning maybe and and at some point you may need that little jockey on top of your back to get you going but not in the beginning in the beginning it would be better to switch that little jockey out with a little uh I don't know a little a little pep talk guy a motivational speaker, a tiny one that sits on your back instead. Uh, that says, all right, let's let's think this through before we start. What do we want to get out of this? And what are we prepared to deal with in, in order to get there? And what are we going to do to adjust to the, comp, uh, the complexity or, the, or the, the complications that that arise during the process? And let's talk it out. You know, I could I could visualize somebody like that instead. Of a critic. Alright. Does that make any sense, Jesse? Am I all over the place? I think... I really... It resonated with me thinking about it that way. I, I, um, I, I never spin things right. You know? I'm always thinking about how it hurts and not how it could be better. So that's good. It's nice to have a positive... Uh, uh, replacement. Um... Yeah, so I was thinking about is it is it possible to emotionally turn the internal critic into a coach? And then maybe if I really need a harsh criticism, maybe if I'm if I feel solid enough, if I feel uh, stable enough for that sort of thing, I switch out the coach with the critic. And if the critic is too hard on me, I switch it back to the coach. <laughs> what do you think? Does that make sense? Uh in in the public wor- in the world, I think when you put yourself out there, you're going to encounter both c- coaches and critics. Um, p- 
positive and negative, people who are very equipped to give uh, constructive criticism are hard to come by. People who are equipped to give you their opinion, uh, well, that, there's one of those for every, there's one for every person there. Maybe ten for every person of people who are willing to just tell you what they think, good or bad, whatever. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, another point he brought up that I think about too is that uh, he wouldn't want to be in a position of being critical with someone else. He'd want to be in a coach or, or mentorship position, and I agree. I, I think feel like most nice people are uncomfortable with being critical of others. Even constructive criticism is difficult when you really like somebody um, or uh, when you don't know... I don't know. Most people just aren't, aren't comfortable with it. And that means, to me, that someone who's very critical, including some... Including yourself, when you're really critical of yourself, that means you got to kind of there's a mean spiritedness there. That's uh, it's an authoritative voice, uh, and it's funny. I that that it's uh, it's funny that I have no problem being very critical of myself, but I would never do that to anybody else. So I don't know. I, I feel like where this leads me is in a direction of trying to think of how. I could be as kind to myself as other people, as I would be to someone else who puts their work up on the wall, on the refrigerator of life. I mean, you know, I would never, I would never pick it apart like that. I would, I would try my best to find the positives, even if there were, if there were negative things to say. And we should be at least as nice to ourselves as we would be to someone else, right? And I don't, I definitely don't do that. So in an emotional space of criticism, I'm the meanest guy in the room. And that's not, that's not good. And it'd be nice to be able to constructively criticize and coach myself at the same time. To sort of look for that relationship internally, as, as you would if you were looking for it in the world, you know? It's only fair. Uh, what else? Well, I feel like, I feel like the only thing... <laughs> oh, hey, what else can I say about this? Oh, coaches Coaches know how to rap on a project. That's what I was thinking. And critics don't rap. Critics put stuff to bed. But a coach can wrap something up. Like, well, we, we won the game and then we said, let's celebrate. Or we lost the game and let's celebrate, our, let's celebrate our, our uh, uh, righteous attempt to win the game. With a pizza party. I never give myself a pizza party at a, at a wrap of a project. Because I'm usually looking at it and going, this was an utter failure. Not, not where are the lessons to be learned and where are the improvements to be made. And let's, let's see this for what it was and the experience for what we had. And let's have pizza. But that would be a much softer way to approach such a thing. And I, So maybe instead of needing a safe space in which to start and finish, I really just need a, a more positive uh, mentorship from my own my own internal dialogue from the beginning, you know? And when you run into trouble, it'd be better to have a coach than nothing at all. So, uh, anyway, they're good thoughts. Um, and Jesse was saying something in the end about uh, the fear of being unworthy at the end of a project or, or uh, having a failure, meaning that you're somehow unworthy. And believe me, I, I, I know that feeling very well. 
Unworthy of what was his question, and I agree. But there it is. It still sits there. It's like, uh, what is that voice and where does it come from? Unworthy of what? Unworthy of living? <laughs> well, that's it. This thing didn't work out. I'm cashing it by chips. I might as well crawl into the sea. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where that comes from, the idea that you're unworthy. I think for me, because I want to be an artist professionally, I'm looking at the community around me and, and feeling unworthy of that community. And that is a real feeling. I mean, it comes from an actual place of looking and observing and seeing who... Look, look around you. It is a problem with being a professional artist or with trying to get a job or any number of circumstances where you actually... There is a worthiness uh, uh, component to what you're doing. There is a measuring device there. You must be at least this tall to ride this ride, you know? And I look around me sometimes in the community I'm trying to be a part of, and I see a lot of worthiness, and I don't feel like I'm there, you know? And that is where that some of that feeling comes from. Uh, knowing that I don't I, I measure up, is that the right way to put it? And I've experienced this when I'm looking for a job or when I'm trying to do, I don't know, enter a community or enter a, enter a, uh, a tribe that I maybe don't feel like I belong to. Like, like maybe uh, there, is, there is a judgment going on in that community to see whether or not I'm part of it and whether or not I've, I've uh, paid my dues or whatever to be in there. So there is a real unworthy there is a real thing behind that unworthiness feeling but there is a bigger picture unworthiness that just comes from garbage you know it, it's nothing it's it's sort of like am i good enough as a person sort of thing and, and nobody can say that to you nobody can tell you whether you're good enough as a person except for you and the people who love you right so mm, the problem is i wish it were clear cut i wish it were black and white that there were never a moment where you couldn't judge yourself worthy and, and that be absolutely true and valid. I wish that were the case, but, but uh, unfortunately when you're in a competitive environment there is a lot of uh, times when you're uh, unfortunately not measuring up. I've experienced that many times and it's hard to shake it and it's hard to uh, not equate that with my uh, uh, un unworthiness as a person. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know, a lot of thoughts there. But I definitely wanted to respond to, to you and thank you for uh, uh, engaging in, 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 in these thoughts with me. It's uh, very kind and, and helpful. So thank you. Um, and I'm going to keep going. And, uh, and uh, you know, should you feel compelled to record on your own life, I would love to hear it as well. All right. So this is Letty Angelo. This is uh, April 12th. I'm responding to Jesse Kaufman. Uh, okay.